Hello, welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here from Brooklyn, and as always, joined by John out in New Zealand. He's abroad out there. How's it going? Good. Very good. That's good. This is uh, an unusual... So it's wonderful. Yeah, still winter here, which is good because that means I get to play some outdoor hockey, which usually I'll do... uh, I'll be in a league, uh, but... Not not this not the case, you know. Trump's uh Trump's rink up in North Central Park is uh well, it's kinda assy, for lack of a better word. It's uh it's definitely getting getting worse over the years. They're ready well, he's to busy being president. He's busy I, running I suppose, your country. Yeah, yeah, he he starts uh being president, then all of a sudden all, all his ice rinks fall apart and it's not uh it's not good. So um yeah, the the organization's just become worse and worse. Every year they say, Well, we're gonna close it this year and then we're gonna. This is basically gonna be the last year, and then we're gonna renovate the whole thing. But they, they've never actually followed through with that threat or promise or whatever it is. And now they're saying, I think there's this season, and then one more season, and then it's gonna happen. Meanwhile, that place kind of sucks, and the 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 uh, infrastructure of it is only getting worse. Where you remember when we played up there, and we had. Uh, and we we were in that final, and I believe they just put a cone in the middle of the ice because there was just a hole. I do remember that. Yeah, bad. and uh, and there's just a trench that starts to appear, and that and apparently that trench appeared a lot earlier, and you know with this alleged alleged climate change and uh, warmer weathers, it's just it's probably more difficult to uh, to keep the ice as well. So, you know, the point is, don't play up there. But got invited to uh, to an outdoor skate out in. Uh, Somewhere in New Jersey, I think uh, maybe Essex, New Jersey. You know, got a ride. Someone's got a someone's yeah, got sure. a got a truck. So, um, yeah, got to play some outdoor hockey. Just came back from that. Was uh, was a lot of fun, and I I really do like it. You know, playing outdoor hockey is a lot of fun. Underrated. I don't know if people have a positive or negative view of it, but I like it. Uh. I don't feel strongly one way or the other. When it's real cold, it kind of sucks. Like, I didn't like playing pond hockey as a kid, personally. Mm. Well, yeah, that's um, also like, you know, it's always that cold because you're it, being in Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah, again, I just didn't like it. I enjoy not being freezing where my toes feel like they're going to fall off. But, sure, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, it was like 38, 38, 40 degrees. It's not bad. Good temperature yeah, okay. for that. That's all right. And by the time you start skating, I, as long as it was above freezing, it was never too bad. And I skate barefoot, so... Yeah, once below that, it uh, starts to become a little bit un- uncomfortable. I don't know how you do that, but yeah, God bless you. You feel you feel closer to the ice. You feel one with your skates as it congeals. That's a fun word in that context, right? The congealing sure. of whatever's gross. going on in the inside. Just like, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. But anyway, that's the most recent thing that's happened in uh, my life of interest. What's going on with you? Anything anything you want to talk about before we get into? Uh, important news you need to know about uh no other than it being nice today and being nice for most of the day yesterday but no it's been been nice quiet summer lots of days sitting out on the deck watching the city it's good so yeah, yeah well, no complaints over here but nothing interesting you're not looking at your phone you're just you're just sitting at the deck yeah, staring I mean, staring at the look, city i personally yelling at kids get my to news, get off I, your lawn I get my news from other people <laughs> i get my news from people telling me what's going on I'm yeah. like, oh, did you hear what happened with Trump? I'm like, nope, sure didn't. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, it's good. He's acquitted, but we won't we won't really get into that today. Probably not. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really 
didn't didn't really queue up anything in the in the Trump world, even when we get to our political section later. Life moves some, on, man. Life yeah. moves on. Gotta worry yeah, about yeah. you. You gotta worry about me. Just in oh, general. You gotta, people you gotta, okay, people gotta worry about themselves. Sure. Yeah. Every man for himself, right? Because when the apocalypse comes, it's gonna be a dog eat dog world. That's right. Cool. Well, and that, until then, I got some stories for you. Here's here's what you Alrighty. need to know. All right. So as always, just for a little bit of a recap, John's off the internet. He's not watching the news. He's not watching social media. So it is Look, on me. The first, the first month into this, I recommend this to everybody. It's great. Mm-hmm. You realize how much free time you actually have in your life. It's pretty great. So if you're thinking about just scaling back, it's pretty amazing. So. Now, how do you handle how do you handle boredom? Or you don't get bored. You just fill it up. I found with, other things to do, like okay. actual productive things. All right, but like amazing. <laughs> sitting. Okay, let me give you an example. Standing online, like you got a long line, you just stand in there. I you, live in New you, Zealand, dude. <laughs> there's, there's, there's never a line. I mean, not anywhere I've been in the last month has there been a line. All right, so, you, yeah. you, you're out. You're out for a meal, and it's a, and you're a party of one, and you're waiting for that food. What are you doing? You know, I, I don't eat by myself very often. All right, brag. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't feel that either. Party of one, even when I'm at work and I pack my lunch. I eat outside. I finish my lunch. I go back inside and go back to work. It's great. All right. Cool. All right, here we go. So, John's off the internet, off social media. I need to tell him the news week to week, or at least the news that I want to tell him. So, here we go. Here are your three. But uh, I'll give you some three categories as usual. Three uh, three options, and we will go through them at your choice. So here is here are the options. Um, right. Oh, actually, before we do that, I forgot to do this last week. Um, as always, if you want to, you know, you should do this via social media. But you know what? If if you're gonna text me about it, then that's fine too. So um, so I got a message from Greg. Um, What's up, who, Greg? Who listened and he listens. Uh, every week and he and he nice. followed up with this so here's here's a little follow-up from last week we were talking a bit of ceviche at some point and mm-hmm. uh, he said so he, he educated me a bit or us here we go ceviche is technically raw seafood the acid in the citrus quote cooks the proteins in the meat yeah that's what the, i thought the citric yeah. i'm not done the citric acid kills bacteria but doesn't kill live worms or parasites like cooking nice. with heat will Amount of time it's marinated varies depending on preparation and type of seafood. My gin mare food pairing was a prawn ceviche. I hate you guys. Cough. <laughs> and uh, if you're wondering about the gin mare thing, he was in a cocktail competition where he um, is sponsored, which was run by gin mare. That's where I went in Barcelona with him, and yeah, and it was, and he had to pair that with a um, with a dish. So I guess now he thinks you know he what knows I would everything watch? about ceviche, which Do I you guess know what he I would does. Watch? I would totally watch a drinking travel show with Greg. How how has this not happened? I don't know. That'd be pretty good. I know there's a lot of Asian guys out there cooking and doing stuff, but it's different. But is it specifically cocktail? That's what I mean. No. I, I want I want Greg to fly around the world. Tasting different cocktails and, and showing me the like, I I kind of want this and I think he'd actually be great at it. Yeah, probably. I I can see it. That'd be pretty good. And then um, from two episodes ago, I just got to find this. Oh, here it is. Uh, from two episodes ago, and I should apologize because I, I meant to read this last time. Um, Arlen, Greg's wife, <laughs> uh, had some. Uh, had some follow up for our talk about um, having pet snakes. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I did not see this coming. She said, um, she said, I had a pet snake for 10 plus years. Um, and then she went on to say, let's see, re-pet snakes. I had a garden snake as a kid and he lived through my college years. Snakes are great, all caps, pets for kids, super low maintenance. You only have to feed them once a month. And same with wow, changing the month? cedar chips in their cage. Most animals reduce your blood. And this, this is just like a general thing, I guess. But most animals reduce your blood pressure and general anxiety and generally relax you. And snakes definitely do that. They can only see blurry shapes, colors. So you have to move slow with them and stay relaxed and chill. My snake ate live goldfish, which was very fun wow. to watch. That was creepy. But there you go. I said, if you tell me, I'm going to read it. So that's it's on you, Arlen, if you didn't want me to say that out loud um Live i sent me a video about a robin cage and it well, she around. sent me she sent me a it's video of it and i'm not gonna lie i didn't watch it because it just makes me uncomfortable um i don't want to watch can you send it to me yeah i, I can send it to you yeah sure yeah. all right copy send it to you right now cool i mean is, um, it, a, is it like where's this video posted at like, youtube it only it's youtube okay. can you YouTube's is that all right is that not yeah, in YouTube's your blacklist yeah, you can do that no okay, youtube's cool. fine all right, got it. Especially um, when it's such. Oh God, I can just look at that image. I don't need to watch this video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's okay, true. Cool. It's, yeah, exactly. Cool. This one is an okay video of what it looks like. That's the kind of snake I had. But I would put all the fish in a bat in a big mason jar, and he would actually swim around and then grab a fish. Such a fun pet. When Greg and I have kids, I definitely want them to have weird lizards and shit as pets. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if, um, if you want me to read whatever you want to send any follow-ups, do it. I'll read it just like that. You can send, you can send it to me as well. If you send it yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. I'll read yeah. it and I'll send it to Jason. He can read it. So yeah. yeah. Or we'll just read it on the, uh, on the podcast. Happy to get the feedback. Keep engaging. Like to hear some people I, from some people I don't know personally, but you know what? I'll take what I can get at this point. And I'm Earl- glad that Arlen still listens after, after I offended her. Yeah, you know, want. you got her back. Very happy just, that Arlen is still listening. Yeah, right. Always know we're in over our heads whenever we're talking about anything political. All right, here we go. Your choices: <laughs> flying taxis, Shakira, and McDonald's. And that's the carryover from last week that I said I was going to save, and I also didn't find a. I just, yeah, it just made my life easier to put that one back. Well, let's on start list. with let's start with McDonald's since it's from last week. Let's start with that one. All right, this is a weird one. This is a quick one, too. It's really short. This is probably like one of the... Sh- I'm going to read this whole article. Um, here's the headline. Florida man pretending to be McDonald's cashier fakes taking order, takes cash, deputies, deputies say. <laughs> you could probably fill in the blanks in that one. Yeah, sure. But here we go. Uh, this is uh, reported by Boston 25 News. They have a chopper. They got to have a chopper, right? Boston yeah, sure. 25 News. Yeah, of course. So from Kissimmee, K-I-S-S-I-M-M-E-E. Yes, that's a place in Florida. Kissimmee. I've been there. Oh yeah, I why? I've been there. Yes. Um, I don't remember. I believe it's uh, it's either in Orlando or, or close to Miami. Either one. All right, Kissimmee, Florida. If it's close to Miami, I actually might have family there. But continue. <laughs> cool. Well, be on the lookout. Would you like fries with that? How about a side of cash? Deputies said a man walked into a McDonald's in Kissimmee on Sunday night wearing an employee uniform, walked behind a cash register, and helped another man place an order. 
Seconds later, the cash register drawer opened, and surveillance footage showed the man posing as a worker, grabbed some cash, before running out one door of the restaurant, while the other man ran out of the other door. Deputies from... Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Osceola? Osceola? Is that right? Uh, O-S-C-E-O-L-A. Osceola County... Sheriff's office said Sunday incident is the second one involving the same man wearing a McDonald's uniform. Investigators said the first incident happened at another restaurant December 25th. Oh, that's Christmas 2019. Deputies described the suspect wearing a McDonald's uniform as a man in his mid 20s who is approximately six feet, two inches tall and weighs around 170 pounds. Uh, they described the second suspect in Sunday's incident as a male in the late 20s, approximately 5 feet, 10 inches tall, and weighing around 230 pounds. That's a big guy. It is. Very big, big guy. guy. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's the story. All right. I mean, look, that's pretty, uh, that's fast thinking on his part. I mean, he's obviously worked at a McDonald's at some point before, right? If he can actually to get the uniform in order. Or he knows a guy. He's got the uniform and, and he knows how oh, to. But how, wait a minute. Hang on a second. How? Yeah. How do you not? Yeah. yeah. Behind the counter? I don't. What do you what do you no want? Idea. What do you want? It doesn't even matter. Yeah. I just need to know how to open the register. But that's what I'm saying. Like you normally got to know the buttons to press for the register to open, right? I wouldn't know that on a first glance. If someone handed me a McDonald's uniform and I told me to walk back there and place an order, I couldn't do it. I'm sure you could figure it out. You hit some buttons. Yeah, I'm you sure. Total, you but total. To look like I belong. You pick there? the tender, you say cash, and then you do it. But then again, I've worked retail, so well, I'd have what I'm some I've never I never worked retail before. I was always the guy behind the I was the guy probably in the back moving the boxes where the frozen burger patties were. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't pretty enough to work the cash register. Mm, it's too bad. But yeah, I, they, they didn't discriminate like that at GameStop. So I, I, they put me in the front, no problem. They were just like, here you go. Go, go sell these games. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting hustle. I thought it was a fun, uh, fun little story there. I mean, he, yeah, good for, I mean, good for him. Like, I, mean, I mean, you can probably only do that once. He did it twice. But, oh, there you go. He did it twice. <laughs> he did it twice in the story. Yeah, okay. Well, then I, I bet you two is probably it, right? I don't think he can just go around kissing me Florida, which apparently is close to Disney World. I don't oh. think he can go around there just um, doing this to all of the McDonald's. Yeah, I'd so, go to I a mean, different county. I'd go, I'd go somewhere else where they Or is he going to try a different restaurant? Is he going to try KFC? How, many, how does how nobody see it? How does nobody see you jumping over the counter or walking behind the counter and be like, yeah, I got this? You know, just like, who's that guy? Who's this new guy who's working the counter? But if he's working, but if he's wearing the uniform, I mean, you know, those places have high turnover, right? Like, oh come on, it's not, the dude would just have to magically appear during your shift. Yeah, I'd be and like, there's oh, who's, always who's somebody. At, I don't know. Al- maybe he works a day shift. There's know. always somebody at the counter. There's always somebody at the counter. So now, all of a sudden, this rando just walks behind the counter. This is a problem. Do they still have people at the counter? Because last time I was in the States, and I was specifically uh, at a yeah. Taco Bell in San Francisco, uh, all the things were ordering online. You ordered like at the big machine. It was like a big flat screen touch yeah, screen thing that you walk true, up to and press the stuff in, right? Yeah, there is still a counter. And because you, I think you could order either way. You can order from the counter or you can order from the big machines. And they yeah, bring I feel it like out I've seen you. that in McDonald's and airports as well. When we've traveled places, I feel like I've ordered from... Where was I? I was somewhere where you're in an airport, and it was the same thing. It was a big screen. It's a good way to order. The thing, and, and then, you know, you paid? Yeah. It's a good way to order. I I, I don't dislike it, um, but it is it is one step to just getting rid of people to, to yeah. make your food. They don't... Well, I mean, all think I, all about I need it, though, is a if you got rid of people, system to you got rid of people, this wouldn't happen. 
Think about it, that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It wouldn't. He'll just be scamming them some other way. Maybe going in with the uh, with these rogue placards, and just being like, "Yeah, that's my order." Would it I be somebody it. somebody who knows how to hack the the actual database systems? That way, the money goes into their account. Yeah, I don't think this guy's that highbrow. He's, he's no, looking at some pretty low either. low key. He stuff. went old school. Yeah. Well, let's move on. It's quick, 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 fun warm up. All right. All so right. Next, so, you so got, got flying taxis, right? flying taxis, and Shakira. All right. Let's save flying taxis for last. Let's talk about the Super Bowl and Shakira. All right. So <laughs> where I'm guessing d- this is going because I watched the Super Bowl, all of it. So continue. okay. Well, well, we could take. Let's quit because that was. So let's take a quick little sidebar. So you watched the Super Bowl. I did. First time I've watched the full Super Bowl in probably about six years since it's I've good. lived down in New Zealand. It's a good game. Good choice. was a good game. It's a very good game. Yeah. Um, it was a good game. It came down to pretty much the last six minutes of the game. Uh, but yes, I enjoyed myself immensely. Some good commercials as well. Uh, the Jason Momoa commercial was my favorite. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it's good. Wait a minute. I opened that. God damn it. I didn't, I didn't open the link. Okay, here it is. Yeah, okay, so that was your favorite one, the Jason Momoa one? It was. It was my favorite one because it was unexpected, and I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Even though it looked a little little, little hokey, but it was Definitely good. looked weird. It was very much like, um, it was it was very much along the lines of, um, whatchamacallit, of like Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, yes it was, when it's you like got those, skinny Captain America. Yeah, those exact same effects. And, it, and at the beginning of it, you're just, what's what's happening here? It was unsettling. Like part of it kind of frightened me. Like, yeah, which is Jason, why I enjoyed it. Jason it Momoa, is this possible? But then you know you realize it's all fake. Yeah. So, yes, it was, it was okay. I, I still like the MC Hammer uh, Cheetos. That, that one was good too. I enjoyed that one. That one was funny. All right. Well, and what did you think of the halftime show overall? Um, I thought it was very Miami. <laughs> huh. If you want my correct opinion of it, I thought it was very Miami. It was very uh, lots of shaking. Lots of scantily cladness. I can see how middle America would probably be offended by that halftime show. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was very Latin and very Miami. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. All right. Well, here's the story from Raw Story. Christian activist to sue of NFL because Shakira and J-Lo performances endangered his eternal soul. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right this is, this is another short one but I'll, so I'll jump right in here i don't and i'll be honest with you i actually didn't read this story i just read the headline i'm like that's good enough <laughs> so so here we go the halftime show at this year's super bowl featuring shakira and jennifer lopez dancing in daring outfits on stage drew fury from right-wing christians as two middle-aged women of color showing skin is apparently more shameful to them than the president of the united states bragging about assaulting women <laughs> so that's editorializing yes from the jump on raw story <laughs> first sentence <laughs> yeah 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 but according to Right Wing Watch, one Christian activist, Dave Daubenmeyer, is taking things even further. On his Pass the Salt podcast, Daubenmeyer said that he plans to sue the National Football League because the halftime show threatens to prevent him from getting into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Pass the Salt as the name of a podcast is hilarious for this type of guy. That's funny. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what? Pass the salt that he's salty yeah he's upset 
pass the salt. Let me add right. a little so more. So it's salt. all it's all, all about the like things that you find fun. Yeah, grievances, right? Yes, has to be. Sure, obviously not these. Okay, quote. This is from uh, Dal- Dalbenmeyer. That's how you say it. I think we ought to sue. Would the halftime show? Would that have been rated PG? Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, was there, any, was there any warning that what he was going to see might cause him to get sexually excited? End quote. <laughs> <laughs> he continues, could I go to a courtroom and say, viewing what you put on that screen put me in danger of hellfire? Could the court say that doesn't apply here because the right to produce porn overrides your right to not watch it? Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me there were going to be crotch shots. That's discriminatory against the value I have in my house. You can't just do that. I want to sue them for about $867 trillion. (laughs) End quote. Is that is, is is that the cost of going into hell? Is that I, much money? I guess, yeah, maybe. This the the title ends and it oh and, and another zinger for for uh, El Presidente, of course. In addition to its raciness, the halftime performance has also generated buzz for its possibly political undertones, with Lopez and her daughter uniting from within a device that resembles a cage, theorized to be a reference to President Donald Trump's family separation policy. And that's yes. the article. What do you think? Uh, I think it's hilarious. And again, <laughs> there, I, I'm assuming there's a bit of tongue-in-cheek here with this dude. Um, Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. When you're making those references of like, hey, you know, this made my son a man, all those normal jokes that you hear. Made again, my son maybe, a man. Maybe I'm, just, maybe I'm just old when I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, it's fine. Like, good. Again, I'm more impressed at the fact that Shakur is, what, 43 and J-Lo's in her 50s? Oh, yeah, she looks I hope great. I look anywhere near that good by the time I'm that age. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, that, that actually um, could ask that question. Who's older? I was going to save this for later, oh, but, but because we're talking about Jennifer Lopez, who is older, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez or Paul Giamatti? I think JLo is older than Paul Giamatti because <laughs> oh. she's 50. I know that she's 50 and she'll be 51 this year. We've and done this I, three I weeks in a row. Old, I have no idea how old Paul <laughs> Giamatti is. I know he's between 40, 45 and 55. That's all I, I know. shouldn't even tell you his age anymore. I should just tell you who's who's older. No, don't tell me his age because it makes it funnier because I really don't remember how old he is. I'm right, guessing that. Great. I mean, look, I want to think that J-Lo's older than him, but I'm pretty sure Paul G. Mai is probably older than J-Lo. I think he's maybe like 52. Yeah. So you're right on both counts. J-Lo is younger than Paul Giamatti. Yes. She's two years younger than him. Yeah, but still, only two years younger than him. I know. Him, it's, it's very just... upsetting. Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, J-Lo, she's, God bless her. She looks great. And, you know, if she can get up there and do that halftime show at 50, she can do that for the rest of time as far as I'm concerned. Good for her. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, look, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of the things that I've heard at least is that most people are like, yeah, it was good. It was very artistic. It was very creative. And then, of course, everyone in middle America is, is, you know, shocked the fact that, yeah, that's how Latin people celebrate and dance and move. Just because white people don't understand it doesn't mean that it's pornographic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I yeah, thought, I mean, look, it wasn't Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. So No. I thought it was great, though. I actually thought the, the halftime show was really... Yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it, was, it was just fun. Like, it was, it was really cool. I don't understand how they picked these acts. 
Um, but I, I also it's, go yeah, ahead. It's interesting because neither of them are from Miami. So I don't really know whether But they don't necessarily base thing. it on well, that some either. Some people it is. Well, some people they do based on the city that they're in or like the the culture that they're trying to represent. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I believe was it in Minnesota where Prince was the halftime show? I, that's actually a good question. If whether or not it actually took place in Minnesota. It might it might have. Do you want me to look it up? I will I will search. I thought you can't look this up. This is uh it's not social. I can just go to Google and it's gonna tell me two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Where was the it was it Dolphin Stadium? Yeah, so it was in Miami again. So never mind. <laughs> I take back everything I've said. Yeah, I don't understand how they choose halftime shows, how they came to this. I think they asked I don't, a bunch of people. A lot of people turn it down. Because yeah. again, you get very you get told sort of how long you can perform and what you can perform. A lot of people, if they're artists, don't want to do that. I mean, that's why you tend to get some of these old like it was Maroon Five last year, right? I believe so. Um, yeah, it sounds like a thing that happened. Yeah, that I mean, Prince Katie did the halftime Perry, right? show. The left yeah, shark. so that's I mean, it's it's kind of random, right? Like they had Beyonce did the halftime show. Um, so yeah, I think they just kind of asked people. And but a how lot do you decide? Like you have these performance music is this non-universal thing. Everybody has different tastes, but this is like a universal event. So how did they decide? who they're going to get and why is it always like these kind of pop recording artists because it's well, not because necessarily pop probably reaches the most people right does like, it especially stars, as a yes. out, out, like, of, out of everyone yes my my thing is if if this is a distinctly american sport then theoretically wouldn't more people don't most people watch uh like listen to country than anything else no, but I believe pop, like if you had Taylor Swift do the halftime show, that reaches country fans as well. True. I think pop is kind of universal. Like everyone knows who Michael Jackson is. So when Michael Jackson did the halftime show, sure, it makes sense. Um, everyone knows who Beyonce is. Like it's a name that everybody knows. Most people know Jennifer Lopez, whether they listened to, again, and she was, Jennifer Lopez was playing songs when I was a kid, like when I was 15. Yeah. yeah. So like she's playing, again, JLo's playing songs from, you know, almost 20 years ago. So it's got nothing to do about it's just the name. It's like Jennifer Jennifer Lopez doing a halftime show. Dude, Jennifer Lopez of the like, world knows the, who Jennifer Lopez is. Let's take things back a little bit. Because I remember Jennifer Lopez singing um I mean Jenny from the block, of course, but then there was also like um she sung a whole song about like Y two K. Right? That's what I mean. She's, and that was she's so that was literally twenty years ago. I mean, same thing <laughs> with Shakira though. Her hit song had to happen before two thousand ten. So most of her music is fairly old as well. So yeah, you don't pick the halftime show just because of like, and again, I'm sure that they probably will have a country act soon, but it's going to be one of these country acts that like goes across genres. You can't just, just, just like you'll never see a hardcore rap group or duo or, you know, like you'll never see, I don't think Eminem has ever done a halftime show. It won't happen because while he's probably the most famous rapper of all time, that does not appeal to the level that a Beyonce appeals to, to everybody. Yeah. Figured Lil Nas X would have been an easy choice. He would have showed up. So, like that is him, sort of Billy like, Ray Cyrus. He's got one get, song. He's got one it, song. That's, <laughs> that, that's perfect. Sing your song, then leave. Get and out. Then that's the show. Man, get what out. more do you need? You're not. You're watching the game for the for the game. Like you, theoretically, that's what most people would be watching for. We don't need a concert. We don't yeah, need to I'm watch sure a that concert. They've had, like, it's mostly pop song. It's mostly pop stars. But the only per- country person I remember is I believe Tom Petty has done a halftime show. And I don't think there's any, but I don't know if Garth Brooks has done one, whether or not there's all the country women acts that have done it. 
again, I'm sure there's been country acts, but just that they try to get the country acts that even I know of. Like I know who Tom Petty is. Yeah. So you get those names. You're not this is get family, some... fa- more family friendly, I suppose. That's the other yeah, th- reason it's, it's like safer. And then all of a sudden you get these you get these Latin ladies shaking their asses, sensing yeah, me to damnation. Around and it was just like heads exploded. But oh, again, it was. I, it was I, but I it was. But think... come on, it was. It was great. Yeah, but I also don't think you get paid for the halftime show either. I mean, you can search that. I don't know if they get paid, and if they do get paid, it's not very much. It's the NFL saying. This gives you just as much exposure as it does fill our halftime. So you're going to do this on a discounted rate, okay? Like, I think the NFL does a bit of that. Like, Missy Elliott sang a few songs during the halftime show, and her album sales went back through the roof again. Because everyone's like, who's that? And it's like, that's Missy Elliott. Like, where have you been? And then new, new kids, people who are now in their 20s, who weren't aware of Missy Elliott, start buying albums again. So it's, you know, it's got a bit of a, of a appeal for everybody to be part of the halftime show if you want to sell more records. Yeah, that's why you get probably these more lapsed yeah, performers. Yeah, older acts. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think like, you get I Justin Bieber to do a halftime show. Why no. would he? Why does he need to do that? He doesn't. I don't know. He's apparently calling people, telling them, on like, he's messaging people directly to tell them to download his song, Yummy, I think is literally the name of the song. Which I hate. I hate that word. I don't like it. Uh, but <laughs> I kind of agree with you. But just Justin Bieber, oh, Jesus Christ, um, he's like doing this weird tactic where he's like talking to people on TikTok, like telling people, "Hey, download my song." <laughs> so. Yeah. So maybe he will do a halftime show. Maybe he he's reached that apex very quickly, and he's now going to start doing halftime shows. Yeah, so. so he's yeah, I think he's been like messaging people like directly. So that's that's one way to do it. I thought the show was good. Um definitely one of the better ones. I, I don't know I couldn't name a Shakira song off the top of my head, but at the end of it, I was just like, Maybe I should listen to more Shakira stuff. I mean, look, she's singing, now she's playing guitar, it's like, God damn. Yeah, she, she was playing drums at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's like super yeah. talented. <laughs> Yeah, and again, Shakira is uh, she's multicultural. She reaches all different types of audience. People love Shakira, but I could she, also couldn't name a single song of hers. So. And then and then she did that thing into the camera. She blah, 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 blah. like one of those. Yeah, that was did, that was uh, because insane. I, I believe she's half Lebanese, or her father is from Lebanon. Yeah, and so that is an that is an Arabic sign of joy, which of course triggered more and more of Middle America. <laughs> yeah, well. It was uh, it was quite a good show, and uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. Extreme, extreme right wing, extreme any swing or um, or any religion, they're crazy. They're crazy, and yeah. you just got to deal with it. I'm sorry. If and you know what, your son's going to learn eventually. It's a hell of an introduction. Yeah, you're welcome. Honestly, yeah, if I was exactly. the NFL, I'd be like, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. You want you're going to shelter this kid who's 12? Come on. Well, it's real funny. It it's like, yeah, yeah, your kid can watch this hyper-violent sport of NFL where people oh, are dying yeah. early, but he can't watch someone just dance. <laughs> like, that's okay, I guess. Yeah, the the craziest, when when working at uh, GameStop for the five years that I did, and it, what always struck me as bizarre was where parent values were and where they drew the, drew the line and what is and is not okay and how much variance there was. Like... I remember there and like the biggest thing that always confused the hell out of me was that it was like, all right, this game has blood and gore, intense violence, sexual content, uh, bad language. And they're like, wait, what? Well, okay, let's start from the beginning. Uh, Blood and gore. No, 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 no. 
it they what kind of language is in this? <laughs> like like that was the problem. And that happened well, a lot. Wait, when you worked at GameStop, did you have to read off the contents of these games to parents? Was that I, like part I, of your job? I would. If if it was like if you're selling a game, especially around the holidays, it was it was like policy. Or it's like you had to tell people it was a mature ready game for you know, you just go down the list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah, yeah I, I would thing. say that most people in America, and I do believe this is an American thing, that the sexuality stuff is more offensive than the violence. Where I would say in most of the world, yeah, the sexuality opposite. is not a big deal where the violence is. I mean, look, you walk around any other country that's not America and you know, sexuality stuff is not as much of a sin as in, hey, we're playing Call of Duty and everyone's shooting each other. Like that's obviously much more damaging to kids as far as these other countries are concerned. Absolutely. And it's it's always crazy that like what they'll show on TV and what they can show on network TV now that they could show all this violent stuff, but yeah. the, but like sex acts are, are where they draw the line. It's like, wait, so you won't show the legal thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, same thing with language, right? Like here in New Zealand, the few times I've watched New Zealand television, I believe after seven or eight o'clock, they curse openly. Yeah. It's openly like, like it's just like, yeah, your kids should be asleep by now. The kids who don't know these words should be asleep. And if they're not, that's on you. <laughs> don't turn the TV on. <laughs> So it's yeah. just interesting. I remember the first time I was like, they're cur- I was like, wow, they're cursing on network TV. And it's like, yeah, it's after eight o'clock. Yeah. Why not? It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Unlike uh, you know, you show violence and stuff like that. That can actually be like if you if you look at everything that can be that that's shown, uh, and you're like, oh well, we don't want people doing this, 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 or this. It's like, well, one of those things is illegal. I mean, one of those things can be illegal, but yes. There's nothing wrong with language. It's like you're going to yeah. say things. They're word enhancers. Now, some by defense of people. That's why I got freedom of speech in this country, at least. I don't know what they do in New Zealand. Any, uh, there's also, any restrictions uh, on speech? There's not necessarily freedom of speech, but again, people here aren't as sensitive about speech. <laughs> Fair enough. They don't need it written down. Um, no. I, do, I do remember that somewhat related to this story is that um, someone did come in and try to return Guitar Hero 2, I believe. Maybe it was the first one. No, it was two. And um, and when I asked why, she said, because it has devil music in it. <laughs> it really happened. And to my great fortune, um, I was working at a store where there was two in that mall at that point. And fortunately, the district manager was in the other store. So I sent her over there. And I was like, good news. You're going to need to go over there. And you're going to need to ask for this guy. And he will help you oh, out. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, what else do you do in that situation? I don't know. You're not supposed to. You, GameStop's policies for returns were awful. You and they still are actually, except for used stuff. But the but if you buy anything new once it's open, I mean that's kind of how it works with most new things. Well, most like, games. The only way. thing you cannot open and return at Best Buy, for example, are games. Yeah, games and movies. I believe games and are, movies. Right? That's open. it. Yeah, I could buy a five hundred dollar console. And I could I could open it return and return it. it within thirty days. You know why? Because you Full can't copy a console. <laughs> Die, fair point. Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because you can, there's ways of copying games and copying discs. Yeah, but GameStop you could return. Um, well, the uh, yeah, well, GameStop you could um, do that with used stuff. You could buy used games and return them in seven days. No questions asked. Hmm. A little tip for everybody. You're welcome. Yeah. At least in the <laughs> states, I can't talk about the uh, the international listeners. All right. Last on the list. This is actual news. And it's good news. It's local. New Zealand. 
Oh, nice. What was even the topic? What did I talk about? <laughs> flying taxis. Right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Whisk strikes a deal to conduct a flying taxi trial in New Zealand. Do, do you know anything about this? No, I know nothing about this. Tell me. Oh, are you intrigued? Sure. Cool. Where are we flying to is my question. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna, let's read on. Whisk, a joint venture between Boeing and Kitty Hawk, really, is, re- <laughs> is ready to take flight. The company announced on Tuesday that it has a signed memorandum of understanding with government of New Zealand to conduct a flying taxi trial using all-electric, self-flying aircraft Cora. With the, with the deal in place, the company says it will be... It will begin planning for the passenger trial, which will take place in Canterbury. Where's that? Yes, that is Christchurch. Cool. A region on New Zealand. Oh, they're going right here. A region of, yep. on New Zealand, South Island, that encompasses the city of Christchurch. WISC will also need to receive certification for Cora by the New Zealand Civil Aviation Authority before it is approved to fly. Airspace. Is, yeah. It's kind of cool, right? It is cool. All right, so Whisk is a new, if you want to know about Whisk, Whisk is a new name for a not so new project. The story begins in 2010 with the formation of Kitty Hawk, a secretive flying car company bankrolled by Google co founder Larry Page and run by Sebastian Thrun, the Stanford AI and robotics whiz who launched Google's self driving car unit. Kitty Hawk started with Cora, a two seater flying taxi, and then expanded to include the flyer. A sporty flying one-person boat. What? What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, the boat that carries one person. I guess. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. They, there's a website. Oh Jesus. Okay. This is this is goofy looking. There's, it's like <laughs> it, it honestly looks like I'm sending you the the link now. It looks like a drone that's big enough to sit in. It's like one part. I wouldn't get in this thing. You're being surrounded. Like you're being flanked by six. No. One, two, three, four, five, ten. Ten propellers at, like, neck height. Oh, this is goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the flyer. And then the, uh, the whisk actually looks... Revolutionary design. Like, why do you have so many blades on this thing? Well, yeah, I don't know. The whisk is... Uh, I don't know why each one of these has their own website, but cool. The whisk I could get behind. That thing looks kind of cool. I could see that. I see those things flying around. It looks like a really tiny uh, plane, but it's... What's with it all these looks, propellers, though? Like, what's going on, guys? What are we doing? How else are you going to get up in the air? But do you need, like, ten? Well, if they're that small, yeah. I, I bet you could have, like, one... You could probably have, like, one big... But then it's just a helicopter, right? <laughs> you just have one big one. This yeah, makes it simple. But again, I guess who who's flying this? I guess if it's a drone, right? It kind of flies itself. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, it's. What automatic. happens if there's an emergency? Like, what do you do? I don't know. You pray. Yeah. I mean, you want it fast or slow? If you want it fast, then you jump into one of those propellers. <laughs> Enough options <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> the company the company exited stealth mode in 2016, and in March 2018, Kitty Hawk announced that it would be teaming up with Air New Zealand to eventually launch a flying taxi service in that country. But it lacked a major manufacturing partner for Cora, so it teamed up with Boeing, which has also which was also working on its own electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Yeah, this is definitely um, automated stuff. So you just get into this thing, and it would take you from place to place. Its aim is for Cora to one day provide a flying taxi service that can reportedly be summoned with an app. 
The plan is for... <laughs> I can't imagine what? this. <laughs> the plan is for the vehicle to not have a pilot on board. Instead, it will be flown mainly by autopilot systems with supervision from a human pilot situated remotely. A key element of its partnership with Boeing was the company's next any capital X lowercase t division next i guess which uh which is focused on ways for autonomous and piloted craft to share airspace safety but while cora's development was soaring the flyer hit a snag kitty hawk originally pitched the idea of a single seat battery powered aircraft intended to be used at low altitude over water like a jet ski on rotors uh as reported by ford's project was plagued by technical problems and safety issues yeah no shit you're basically like stepping into this thing surrounded yeah. by like 10 people dicers right <laughs> like that's yeah, kind of what's happening just odd like why like i could see this as a hovercraft or something and you gave me like specific routes but i don't actually want to be in a in a automated plane that someone in the middle of atlanta is probably trying to pilot like that's terrifying now you get your support from like somewhere in india yeah Jesus. you get you get jeff he's got to- it's gonna tell you, make you feel all right when you're like, uh, "Am I on track? Whenever we get there, yeah, everything's fine. Okay, cool, thanks, thanks, guy." Um, but if, if you can imagine, like, if you if you have a cul-de-sac and you just kind of land it right there in the front, you call the app, thing shows up, like a like an Amazon package, and you hop in, it takes you wherever you want to go. Yeah, this is not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. No, why not? It might. It might. Especially I mean, in I New Zealand. Gonna try it anywhere. Right? Trying it in Christchurch. And again, they're probably trying it in Christchurch because that's probably where one of these Google dudes has built a bunker somewhere. Because you've heard about this, right? A no. bunch of Americans who believe that I mean it's it's founded that if there's ever a nuclear if there's never a nuclear detonation or a nuclear fallout, I believe that New Zealand is one of the safest places on the earth to be. Because it's so far away from everything right. else. Yeah. So a bunch of these rich Americans are apparently buying land in the south island and building bunkers underneath the ground so there's a company in texas that apparently will build this bunker put it on a on a on a shipping container and send it to you in you know the south island and you can bury this thing underground that is a thing that is happening with the likes of silicon valley elites whoa so it doesn't surprise me at all that this is part of their greater plan as in i can get an automatic plane that will fly me to my bunker and then i can jump in it and uh, be safe that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you think you'll be allowed in? No. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Kind of like that 2012 thing. Yeah. You ever see that movie? I did. Not good. But they no. they had like that <laughs> giant boat that they would, that where they basically had all their survivors, right? Where they were like, yeah, we're going to pick specific people and, yes. and rich people and they're going to they're gonna get in there. So it's like that. I mean, at the end of the day, like if you're going to just live the rest of your days in a big ass shelter like that. Yeah, that sounds awful. I feel yeah. like I'd much rather just go with everybody else. Yep. Pretty much. They don't say when this is actually going to start, but it sounds like uh, you should be on the lookout. If you go to Christchurch, look out for these uh, for these. So wisps. is this another go. thing I have to try for the for the podcast? If this thing actually comes to Christchurch, I should go take a flight and get in this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You have to. Okay. I think, well, yeah. uh, if, if, that's, if that's one of my last days on Earth and I did it for the podcast, you people remember. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'll tell you this. You don't have to do it in um, while it's in testing. You could do it while it's. Um, Did they you give can an do it once it's price actually. of this thing? Because this no, can't be cheap. They don't. They don't say anything. Yeah. 
They they really because like, like how much would you pay for this? Like let's say an Uber mm-hmm. for um, let's say thirty miles, right? Will cost you about thirty five forty bucks, right? This is like me guessing. Yeah. Um, would you pay? Would you pay double that? Triple that? Like what would you pay instead of getting in a car? Controversial opinion. I'm paying less, and here's why. There's no person, right? Like I'm not. I'm not paying a driver. I'm not tipping them. Huh? It's all automated. It's all. There's, a, there's someone who's monitoring GPS. that. Though. Yeah, they're, they're monitoring. They're not paying attention. They're just sipping stuff until <laughs> until you hit the button or they get a red alert. It's like, hey man, John's stuck. <laughs> Fix it, and <laughs> then they jump out. in. They get. They try to like you know soothe your uh, you know soothe your worries while the thing goes down. Before you and, get into that fiery crash, too. and it's electric. Yeah, like I don't like. What is the expense? I if if they charge more, then it's just because they can. Like they're charging for the novelty of it. But what if they tell you that they charge more because you'll get to your destination faster? Mm. Like you're paying for a premium service, so instead of taking thirty minutes to go that thirty miles. Or, you know, 40 minutes to go that 30 miles. However long it takes you to go 30 miles. Let's say, yeah, not traffic. You're in New York. You get in this thing. We'll get you there in 10 minutes. Again, it's faster. So you, you do, you're thinking about how many of those you could do in an hour. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Would it be cheaper? When I'd be like, that's the premium part of the service. If you want to take longer, than take an Uber. Well, I don't know. I... I'm just Look, trying to think what the expenses thought. are. What are the expenses? Like, wh- how is this thing charging? If it's electric, is it well, solar power? It's got to go home at some point, right? It's got to go somewhere where it gets charged by the Yeah, it's got to go to, like, a docking station to charge yeah. up. Yeah. yeah I, and maintenance, right? I'm guessing you got to do some sort of maintenance on these things. All right, so how much is an Uber again? Give me, give me the rates in New Zealand. Well, I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying to... I guess I can look at it on my phone. But, again, I would say to go about 16 kilometers, which is about... Give or take thirty miles. Well, no, oh, that's like, fake like measuring. Just give me like real, real measurements. You know, c- kilometers actually is like real. Real. Give the real measurements. Stuff is give the, me the, the real. Fake, the fake I want stuff. the actual measurements. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Loading up Uber now. This is very exciting to listen to. And let's say I go to this place and an Uber X. Holy crap! That can't be right. It can be off. Bucks. Eighty two bucks where? to go to go basically to work. From here, how long? Let's just go by. That time. ain't right. New Zealand. Let's see. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to actually confirm this. Uh, says that it dropped me off at six thirty-seven. If I. Well, that's eighty dollars New Zealand. But that's money, crazy. Right? But that's so that's, still, like, that's, that's like that's like thirty dollars American. That's not a lot. Well, of money. It's, it's like fifty. So that's fine. And how long? Of a trip why is, is it that? so expensive? Like twenty minutes. Why is it so expensive, man? I'm glad I'm not going anywhere today. This is nonsense. Eighty-two dollars. <laughs> yeah, mind? right. So, so okay. If you had that option, and this thing, it's like all right, thirty. Well, thirty U.S. So let's say thirty. So let's say like fifty, fifty New Zealand, and they'll get you there, and you get there in like ten yeah, minutes. Of course, I take that option. But like, why would you then ever take an Uber? You wouldn't. This is meant to bury Uber, fire all those people. Yeah, this is weird because the other app I use, Ola. Shout out to Ola. O L A. It's like forty bucks mm. to go this distance. Like, what is wrong? Like, get out of here, Uber. I'm yeah. about to delete Uber off my phone. Uber is a bunch of nonsense. Uber's trying to get their money. You're, buying, wow, you're paying for a name. Bucks. You're out of I think money. it'll probably be expensive at first because they need to recoup any 
like all those costs that they put into this thing. Well, and if this is where they right. expect to make their money, then that'll take a while. So if anything, it'll start off being really expensive. But once they get to that point where this is the widely expected mass form of transportation that solves all our uh, problems and you know lives all lives out of the hopes and dreams of the company, then you know, I expect it to be competitive or cheaper then because it's less manpower, it's less effort, and it should basically be autonomous. And if you're, it really depends on maintenance costs, upkeep, energy. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know shit about this, but I, I just think that <laughs> if I'm thinking about it, I'm like, who am I paying? Who am I tipping? Am I, do I have to tip this guy? Yeah, no, you're tipping nobody. Right. Like, there's no yeah, person that has to be paid. Like when you pay, when you buy an Uber, like when you do that trip, 70% goes to the driver. Well, good. It should. Right. It's something like that. It might that, be less. I would say six. that's low. Yeah. But that's how it works. And then 30% goes to Uber. So if you just took that, if you took that person out of the equation, right? And you said, let's say it was $80, right? Then if it was 30%, the $24 is how much that cost should be without that person. If that's what you need to run that trip. Like from you think a logistics doing ride shares with that as well. Like someone else can. I mean, I just, I just see all sorts of. Th- I feel like you need to be watched. People need to be watched inside <laughs> of vehicles. Yeah, it just seems very sketchy. Yeah, especially without another person in there. They, yeah, they definitely I would feel have like cameras sometimes the in cab it. driver is sort of the. He's the arbiter of behavior. Oh, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to see uh, like flying taxi cab confessionals. Oh, because you know that's coming. Like that's yeah. got to be coming. Two people in a flying car. It's like, oh, we got a group ride. Here we go. Let's see what's happening. There's no person, but we do have a camera. And then you just did all this gnarly stuff. And then and then they land and someone's just out there like, hey, can you sign this waiver so we can put this on HBO? And they'd be like, Jeez. yeah, we're going to be on TV. Oh, my God. It's so great. A flash my boobs. It's going to be great. Anyway, taxi cab confessions. All right. That's it. That's that's all I got for the news. I hope you learned right. a lot, and this journey yeah. was eventful and exciting for you. I, I learned a bit. Good to know. So now, move on to the uh, the political segment. Uh, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. And I got some options. Just one, though. Uh, we could be really quick, and I could tell you who won the Iowa caucus, and that win Did somebody win? Because you sent me a message and said no one had won, and I didn't even know what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we talk about that? But I, I'll tell you the other things that I had in mind here. I, I had an article here that I haven't sifted enough of, which was about um, the this uh, Israel and Palestine deal that was cooked up between uh, by the U.S. by uh, Jared Kushner, allegedly. Palestine's not happy about it, and uh, why would they be? And then Pope Francis, he's in the news. He's, he? uh, he's and he's got opinions about uh, tax cuts for the wealthy. Huh. Yeah. The Pope. So what what do you want to know? Also the thing I kind of Putin, but Yeah, cuz we're supposed to talk about Putin. I mean, I don't really care about the Pope. Um okay. and I don't necessarily I, I guess I kind of want to know who won the Iowa caucus just personally. Like I have no right. idea who won. You told me Again, I can I guess who I think won? Yeah. You might be There's there's actually two ways you can be correct here. Well, I think, I think, again, for my general, like it's everyone thinks that Biden has the best chance to win, to like actually win, but nobody likes Joe Biden. 
Right? Well, Am I right in saying that? Like, no one actually wants him to be the presidential nominee, but they're also kind of like, he's the most polished person we can probably put out there. So I'm going to guess that Bernie won, and there's a controversy between Biden and Bernie, because you were telling me that Bernie's people were upset because they feel like he won. Um, but yeah, like, I just feel like Biden is sort of this thing that every that's just lingering, that everyone's like, well, he's he just keeps talking about, he's been talking about Obama since he got out of office. Okay. So yeah, Here's that's my guess. I don't think anybody dislikes Biden. I, I, I think mean, the problem the whatever. problem with Biden is that I don't think he excites anybody. He's white. He's Obama, just there. He's of. he's running on the platform that I can beat I Trump. Sat next, no, I think he's running on the platform of I sat next to Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, well that's part of it. He's like, I could be Trump and I could be Trump because black people like me. <laughs> that's kind I mean, of I his, guess black people that's like his him. Platform. That's because he said well, in the polls, in the polls saying it shows, like so. hey, my my friend was black. I got yeah. a black friend. It's basically what is that's what is that's what he's running off of. Look, I mean, of all the white people Barack Obama could have picked, he picked Joe. Yeah, he did. So that's that's something, right? I don't have a problem with Joe Biden. But but all right, yeah, here's who he's fine. Here's who actually quote one. But um the so the Iowa caucus, I know when we talked about it last time, I think I I might have called it a primary vote. That's not how this works. The the idea of caucusing is really strange. Like you basically go into these area these caucus sites, and it's oftentimes like school gyms, for example, right? You'll show up and you'll go to a location where you want of the of the candidate that you want to support in the primary. And then at some point along the way, they'll be like, okay, well, this candidate doesn't have enough votes for delegates, so you so they're not viable. Which means those people. So, for example, if you're standing in a corner for Tulsi Gabbard, who's got nothing, then all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, I don't have a candidate. So then you're looking at these mobs of people that are like, well, come over here. Come over here. Come to the come to the Bernie side of the room. Come to the Warren side of the room. Come to the Pete side of the room. And then the people basically end up in this in these zones and then they count out the the results um, area by area in that way and then that's how they distribute delegates which goes to the total of getting elected so i don't know if that makes sense it doesn't to me but that's basically how it works so here were the results number one with 26.2 percent of the of of the votes and 13 delegates mayor pete Buttigieg. wow i would have not guessed that well you know, he's polling about 0% with black people, but well, guess what? I don't know anything about Not it. a lot of black people in Iowa. So he did quite well point. there. Uh, yeah. Number two, Barney Sanders. He had, he got 26.1% of the vote, 12 delegates. So he lost to Pete by 1%. And that's why I said lost in quotes, because you're not really lost. It's not a winner-take-all state. Yeah. Number three, Elizabeth Warren, 18% wow. of Joe the vote. Joe Biden is number four? With eight delegates and old Joe, 15.8% of the vote and six delegates. Wow. So this is kind of a shell shock, I think, for the Joe Biden campaign. And the way CNN about talks about fourth. it, Joe, Joe Biden doesn't have any money in the campaign. <laughs> 
Is that just out of choice? What, the money thing? Yeah. No, people aren't giving him money. He's basically just running on his kind of celebrity and people know him. uh, Because apparently, like, Bernie's going after Pete because Pete's getting a ton of money from donors. And then... You know, Bernie's just Bernie. He just he just rakes in the money. That dude made like twenty five million dollars in a in a quarter, or um, or in January alone. I think I think that's what it was. Bernie Sanders. 25. What's Bernie doing with this money? Well, that goes Bernie's to the campaign. About- they just spend. Yeah, he took twenty five million dollars in January. Well, it's real funny. The one person I got a text message from, I don't know how because I don't, do not believe I signed up for any sort of newsletter. It's from someone who works for the Bernie Sanders campaign. It was very creepy. Those guys are aggressive. So yeah, Bernie, I got a text Bernie's message. Very- polling is really strong. Like Bernie, Bernie's at the top. I think I, I think Joe's Joe Biden's looking like he's in some trouble. And I do have a bit of fear of what would happen if Bernie loses because his mob is kind of has a lot in common with Trump's mob. Well, question. Yeah. Question. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this not knowing if it's true. Is it true that after Hillary won, a lot of these Bernie Bernie bros just didn't vote? Yeah. Or they voted That's for a problem. Trump. That's a problem, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were like, it's Bernie or bust. And they didn't show up. And that was that was one of the problems. I mean, granted, you know, you could say that Hillary didn't necessarily do her bit to reach out. But at the end of the day, you have to – the party has to fall in – line behind their candidate yes. otherwise they're not gonna fall if Trump. they're just gonna so, just not fall in line then trump's gonna win again and i think he's gonna win again anyways but yeah i do too but i feel like a lot of the but this like reddit the politic the politics uh subreddit is basically dominated by bernie's people you can tell like you could definitely that's tell also very all the small again this is part of the reason why i'm not on any of these social media sites is because that's very myopic Yep, hundred percent. Small group of people. People on Reddit think that Reddit and everyone who's on Reddit agrees, and it's like, no. no, they don't. It's a very specific middle to you know upper middle class white person that yeah. you know that everyone's agreeing with, yeah. and it's like that's a bit of a problem when it's sort of this echo chamber of hipsters agreeing that Bernie's the greatest candidate ever, and then they get real shocked when when they lose. Yeah, and I think that and and there was kind of like a. Um, some controversy because it was so close. Like 0.1% is how many is how Pete edged out Bernie by 0.1%. Like in these votes, in the caucus votes, I guess, is it's four votes. That's the difference. And it's not a lot. And I think that, you know, there's this whole talk about conspiracy, about how oh, the the DNC is trying to keep Bernie down and that's what they're doing. And I, I don't know how much I I don't buy it personally. It's like even though Bernie, it's like Bernie lost the last the the primary to Clinton, and like there was this big conspiracy theory. It's like at the end of the day, more people voted for her than him, so yeah. that's why she got the vote. And if people yep. get more votes for him than if he gets more votes than everybody else, then they're going to run him. Just Absolutely. like just like the RNC ran Trump, they didn't want to, but they did, and then everybody fell in line, and now he's the best, and he's going to be king. So cool, good for him. <laughs> He he literally retweeted a gif of this that somebody made, which was like Trump twenty twenty, Trump uh, Trump twenty twenty four, Trump twenty twenty eight, and it was just like this hyperbolic thing where it was like Trump going into like three thousand, four thousand, five thousand. It's insane, but it's like, dude, that's the president tweeting. That. Yeah, yeah. So where are we at now? Well, next vote 
is in New Hampshire. So now everybody is in That's Bernie New State, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, he's from Vermont. He, he's okay. uh, he's thing. senator of Vermont. But <laughs> same I, thing. But if you are the DNC and you are going to keep, what these people who are in Bernie's camp, like, I don't know if it's just lost on them or if they don't care. But he's not a Democrat. The guy's independent, and then he switches to Democrat to run for president. And I believe he switched back to independent after he lost. So what's Michael Bloomberg? He was a Republican. Like when he was the mayor of New York, I believe it was a Republican. Then, yeah, he, but he was basically independent, I believe, after that. Because he's spending during. more money than anybody right now. Oh yeah, yeah, and he said he's going to put no matter who wins, he's going to dedicate a ton of money to make sure Trump does it. He will, he will, he will support whoever wins with a ton of money to keep Trump from winning again. So he's basically saying, screw Iowa, uh, screw New Hampshire. He's looking more at like South Carolina. And like these other states, and he's like Super Tuesday, where I think it's like four votes at once. Right. But it, the next up, it goes New Hampshire, then Nevada. Like we're going to start getting in some results real quick, like over the next month or two, and then. But the, this field should really start whittling down soon. Like there's still a dude running who I straight up never even heard of before, and he was. Well, it's basically, they, well, it's basically there's really like four candidates, right? Biden, Bernie, Buttigieg. And Elizabeth Warren. That's it. Yeah, but she's dropping off. I, I actually think, I think a lot of people, and you can kind of tell by the way they're talking about it, a lot of people are hoping that Klobuchar starts to make a run, but we'll see. She had a good debate performance. There was a debate uh, last night. and Again, uh, I mean, it's all the same nonsense. All I know is that Trump's going to be your president in, 20, in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> so you're right. You're right. Yes, this dude, Devel Patrick, is still running, and he, it, like... <laughs> He's still he, what he's so doing. These people are still running. Devel Patrick, Michael Bennett, John Delaney. Waste Z- of money. Like all their all I see are like book deals. Same thing with like Tom Steyer, and somehow he got like and he, somehow he got some votes. Amy Klobuchar got one delegate. She was she was behind Biden. She got waste of money. She got twelve point three percent. She was only three points behind Biden. So it's still kind of tight. It could go anywhere. And I think if Biden drops, then his supporters will probably be split between will probably either go to her or Pete because they're the closest things to the moderates that would be voting for him anyway. It'll be really interesting because you have the two ideologues in Bernie and Warren, and then you got the more middle of the road, we'll call them rational candidates (laughs) in the form of Pete, Biden and Klobuchar. But yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. What a dog of a group. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and that's the problem. There's uh, no one really exciting, and nobody who's going to light the fire, but people like Bernie. It's like, yeah, great, this really old Jew is, yeah. <laughs> is, gonna, yeah. is the one who's going to excite. I don't know how. How is this guy? Like, how old is Bernie Sanders? He is... He's got to be mid-70s, right? Seven, <laughs> upper. 78. Wow. 78 year old this is the guy who's connected with millennials and gen z that that should say everything you need to know about the stat the status of your party oh the one percent they're keeping you down to try to they're gonna give you everybody's gonna get free free health care free college and it's all gonna come from the one percent we're gonna tax them 80 percent. that's not true he never said that yeah but yeah but again it, it's enough ammo like and now that trump has been acquitted He's going to 
take this thing and yeah again it's it's over so glad i'm just not paying attention to it life's much better when i have to hear constantly about what trump's saying or doing it's great yeah there was um let me see where this thing is he he said something i found this thing there was james carville he was talking about um he was talking about bernie and how he kind of freaked he's freaked out by it um what did he say? He said, "Yeah, here we go. This this is why this is why the Democrats are going to lose." This is James Carville, who was a who was a strategist for the Democrats, uh, I believe, like for Bill Clinton. I think he worked for him. Yes, he did. Here, here's what he said: uh, "We have candidates on the. This is an interview. We have candidates on the debate stage talking about open borders and decriminalizing illegal immigration. They're talking about doing away with nuclear energy and fracking. They've got Bernie Sanders talking about letting criminals and terrorists vote from jail cells. It doesn't matter what you think about any of that or if there are good arguments. Talking about that is not how you win a national election. It's not how you become a, a majority party. For fuck's sake, this is James Carville. For fuck's sake, we've got Trump at Davos talking about cutting Medicare, and no one in the party has this sense to plaster a picture of him up there sucking up to the global elites, talking about cutting taxes for them while he's while he's talking about cutting Medicare back home. Jesus, this is so obvious and so easy, and I don't see any of the candidates taking advantage of it. The Republicans have destroyed their party and turned it into a personality cult. But if anyone thinks they can't win, they're out of their damn minds. <laughs> That's pretty much yep. it. He nailed it. James Carville, you know? A face you can trust, a name you can yeah. trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. That you, you now you know everything about where we are. We're screwed. Um, yep. Okay. So next up to round out and end this podcast, we got media therapy. Now, I was actually thinking about something a little bit different to round out this uh, this podcast. But if you have anything specifically that you want to talk about, I will. I will weigh the options. I don't. Other than the fact that the Oscars are tomorrow, that's all I got. Cool. All right. I am going to take this time then. It's something different. I'm going to tell you a story that I, I found out. Um, it, it was after the hockey game I played today. Um, and I was told a story about Taro Tsujimoto. Do you know who that is? Mm, the name is familiar, but I don't. Okay. Here we go. I'm just going to read the Wikipedia, and we're going we're gonna to go on this adventure. Um, here we go. Taro Tsujimoto was a fictitious ice hockey player who was selected, in quotes, <laughs> by the National Hockey League's Buffalo Sabres, 183rd overall in the 11th round of the 1974 NHL Amateur Draft. I remember this, but continue. Yeah, so the Sabres, so here we go, the pride of Tokyo. The breeding again from Wikipedia, because I assume it's all true. The Sabres general manager at the time, Punch Imlock, was reportedly fed up with the slow drafting process via the telephone, a process intended to keep draft picks secret from the rival World Hockey Association. Imlock, who had already drafted several players that would go on to great success with the team, Derek Smith in the previous round and all-stars Lee Fogelin and Danny Gare in the first two rounds earlier in the draft decided to have some fun at the expense of the league and Clarence Campbell, the NHL president of the last 28 years. He enlisted PR director Paul Weiland to create a fictional player. So you knew about this? You've heard about this? Yes, I have heard about this. I never even heard about this until 
earlier today, but here we go. Wyland wanted the player to be of Asian descent, and he knew instantly what the last name would be. As a college student driving Route 16 from Buffalo to St. Bonaventure, Wyland would regularly pass the Tsujimoto store, and that name just stuck in his head. In 2013, hockey blogger Ben Tsujimoto revealed that Imlock eventually called his grandfather, Joshua Tsujimoto, a local grocery store owner, and his Sabres staff asked for permission to use his family name without revealing the club's true intent, as well as asking where Pop what were popular first names in Japan. <laughs> Imlock chose to select star center Taro Sujimoto of the, of the Japan Ice Hockey League's Tokyo Katanas, with Katanas being an approximation for sabers in the Japanese language, <laughs> both referring to types of swords. <laughs> this is this seems like an aside. The JHL, although it was a real entity, had no team representing Tokyo at the time. Kokudo would would not relocate to the city until 1984, becoming the Cebu Prince Rabbits. The league was replaced by the current Asia League Ice Hockey in 20 in 2004. Incidentally, 32 years later in 2006, Kokudo would provide the first real Japanese player to play in the NHL, Yutaka Fukufuji. The NHL made made the pick official, and so it was reported by media outlets, including the Hockey News. This is, again, going back to the actual pick of this fake person, <laughs> Taro Tsujimoto. Tsujimoto's pick came at, the, at a time when the NHL was only beginning to expand its current... It, it's bleh, beginning to expand its reach for players outside Canada and the United States. Scandinavian players were beginning to be drafted into and enter the league at around the same time. Although the players of the Soviet Union, at the time an international powerhouse, were effectively off-limits, it would have not been out of the ordinary to be scouting for new hockey talent in unusual places, which is part of the reason there were no major objections to the legitimacy of Imlock's draft pick. Imlock did not acknowledge the fake draft pick until just before the start of training camp that year. NHL would eventually change the pick to an invalid claim for its official record-keeping purposes. Campbell did not find the hoax draft pick nearly as funny as Imlock, but this was after Tsujimoto's name had appeared in several NHL publications. Tsujimoto is still listed as a fictitious entry among Sabres draft picks in the Sabres Media Guide. HockeyReference.com lists the Sabres as having no 11th round draft pick in 1974 on their list of Sabres draft picks and skips right over the 183rd pick on the list of the 1974 selection. <laughs> so it ends here. Among the players selected after Sujimoto were Dave Lumley, who played nearly nine years in the NHL and won two Stanley Cups with the Edmonton Oilers, and Stefan Person, who was selected in the 14th round by the New York Islanders and played for all four of their cup-winning teams. It was not until 1992 that an actual Japanese player would be drafted in the NHL when the Montreal Canadiens selected Hiroyuki Miura. However, unlike the aforementioned Fuku, Fuku Fuji, Miura would never play a game in the NHL. And that is the story of Taro Tsujimoto. It's a good story. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I never even knew... This was uh, this was a thing until this moment. He's like, "Yeah, look it up, look it up." I was like, "All right, I'll check it out." And then I found this. I'm like, "Well, this is this is perfect." I wish I knew this 
when I went to school in Buffalo and was going to a lot of Sabre games because I would have a thousand percent a got a Sujimoto jersey. That's perfect. Yeah. That's the, the the worst thing you can do is get. Well, it's not the worst thing you could do, but it's always weird. I think when you get a jersey of a player on a team and then that player gets traded and then you're stuck with that jersey. You know, if it's yeah. not one of the great ones on that team, then you know what's the point? Like you could roll the dice and be like, well, this guy's got like a five-year contract so i should be good for five years but that doesn't mean anything you know you could always get bought out of contracts or whatever and get and anything could happen um or they could be washed up and they could suck two years later but this is perfect you know you get a fictional character and put that on the back of your jersey it's it's <laughs> yeah. amazing this is yeah. truly amazing you, you can't do this today right well apparently no. they don't they don't do this many rounds in the draft either no. Yeah, it's not like it used to be even for like baseball where there's still a ton of rounds in the baseball draft. Same thing, like it's not many as it used to be. So yeah. yeah. And today, I mean the internet will easily snuff a lot of this stuff out. So Yeah, true, because you you couldn't just make up a person. You know, you no. can't do you can't do the Shawshank thing and just make up a person. And you can't do well, this. Well well, especially for being like, Oh, there's some team in Japan. It's like no, people know that there's leagues other places. Like yeah, the world's can't. not so small as it used to be. You, <laughs> you can't, can't just make, make up. up yeah, the, yeah, he plays for the Tokyo Saber or for the, the Tokyo, Tokyo Katanas. Katanas. <laughs> Someone's like, oh Which, yeah, 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 I've heard of them. Are they good? Like, yeah, you can't actually. Like, the Katanas is a that. great name for a hockey team, though. It is. Yeah, I I don't think you could do that in the states. That would be a little no racist. No, it's like, like Kim, little... it's like Kim Kardashian with the kimono thing. What was that? It's appropriation. She apparently started a line of shapewear for women, so like Spanx, mm, and she called okay. it kimono. And the Japanese people were like, "Hey, you can't," because she tried to trademark the name. And they said, "You can't trademark like traditional Japanese garments in the U.S. Like this is a thing. Like you, it's just not a made-up word. Like a kimono is actually like a ceremonial outfit here that we wear." And she wanted to use it for her basically shapewear to make you, you know, to make your curves stay in place. When you're trying to wear form-fitting clothing for women, gonna, so that is the thing. I'm gonna Google this. I'm I'm afraid yeah. of googling it, but I'm doing it. Yep, Google it. Kim Kardashian kimono, and I believe Kim she Card- changed the Di- name. I don't know what she changed it to, but to something. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Just come on. What is? Oh, Man, God, big damn it! New York Times. You just, New York yeah. Times so uh, basically, flying. because she tried to trademark it, everyone was like, "Yeah, you can't really trademark that." Oh, that's, that was the problem. She tried to. She tried to. She tried to trademark the name kimono. Yeah, it wasn't like just exactly. inspiration. Oh, I get it. No, that's the problem. So it's kind okay. of, I mean, like, you know, oh, well, you got to, you know, the, to- you know, the whatever katanas, we're going to trademark that name. It's like, you can't trademark like the word sword. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a katana is a type language. of sword. It is a type of sword. But I'm just saying, like, it's that to Japanese people are saying, like, you're just like, that's like us trying to trademark hamburger here. Like, you can't really trademark that, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Maybe our friend in uh, in uh, Ichigaki might be trying to trying to do that. Yeah, <laughs> this burger bar. Well, anyway, I thought that was a good way to end it. Talk about it this guy, Taro. Good. Cleanse my Sujimoto. palate of of nonsense political stuff. Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's what this segment's all about. You know, we want to keep it light. We want to we want to educate, but at the mouth. same time, <laughs> it's always good to sit back, relax, and uh, and learn a bit. While being entertained, so that's it. This is this has been another episode of He's Abroad. You know, I didn't say it before, but you could find us on Facebook at He's Abroad. 
the uh, Twitter, the Twitter, Twitter at He's Abroad. Review us on iTunes or any other podcast service where that's possible, which I don't think it is. Do you have any, real, real quick, real quick, do you have any Oscar predictions? Who's winning Best Picture? Ooh. Your guess. I, there would Your be guess. something. Should I read off the nominees real quick? Do you want me to read these? No, ones? I know them. I, I, you know them? I, my guess is either, I think Parasite or 1917. And because 1917 won the Golden Globe and that doesn't mean shit, I'm going to say Parasite. And I think they need to make up for some of their lack of wokeness, which they're getting fired for because there's no people of color who are nominated except for the um, the the woman who played Harriet Tubman. So I think Parasite is a good is kind of like this year's Moonlight. So good for them. Parasite, Mazel Tov, you did it. I'm calling it right now. Parasite. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn because I think that it's between. Oh, it's a tough one. Yeah, again, I want Parasite to win. To me, that was the best thing that I watched last year. Um, Ford versus Ferrari, I think, actually has a chance. Why? Surprisingly, really? I don't. I don't know why. I just got a feeling that that's a movie that's got a chance. Again, I'm going to say Parasite. If it's not, then if Joker wins, I'm like done. Like enough. Yeah, enough I don't Joker. think Joker will win. I don't think people anybody wants it to win. I think it's between 1917 and Parasite. The best you can do for Joker is just let. Joaquin Phoenix just win. Joaquin, I never heard that one before, dude. I'm butchering his name. I don't care how you say it. It's just it, this dude. Just give him his award and then be like, all right, now get the rest of your movie off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I yeah. think uh, I did see 1917. By the way, I have not seen it, but I mean, everyone that's seen it said they liked it. Said it was good. It's great. It's really good. Um, you know, I, I it's. It was a really well done movie. I think it should win best director. I think it should probably win best cinematography, and I think it's going to win a lot of awards. But I think Do you when think it comes Scarlett to Scarlett Johansson wins an Oscar this year, well, she's got two shots. That's what I'm saying. Do you think she wins, or do you think she just got nominated? I think she wins supporting actress for Jojo Rabbit. I'd like that because I thought she was great in it. I thought she was great. I agree. I, th- I think she deserves something. Give her something. Give her a give her a trophy. You know what? Just give these just give these grown adults trophies. <laughs> just do it. Hey, give everybody a trophy. You know, show up, get a trophy. If you're nominated, you get All a right, trophy. All right. Well, look, we'll see uh we'll see what happens when we talk next week. Yep. Sure will. We'll do we'll do a recap of that and we'll uh, we'll complain and whatnot. It'll be great. Sounds Until good. then, this podcast is over. Thanks for listening. See you.